to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS podcast with hosts John and Pemba and James Grande. What is going on, everybody? John and Pemba here with James Grande. Welcome to the Better Baseball MLB DFS playbook live stream and podcast here. We are recording for Friday's 11-game main slate. James, TJF, my friend. TGIF indeed, 11-game slate, a very interesting one at that. Um, some decent pitching options, but a lot of them in really tough spots um, and some a lot of really bad pitchers in, yeah. really go- in really good spots to attack. So looking forward to this. Yeah, we talk about this all the time, gamer. right? You work your way through the rotation, and sometimes you get good guys, sometimes you get bad guys. Uh, definitely a spot where we're looking to attack here. Uh, before we dump into it, shout out to RT Sports, real-time fantasy sports, our partner. Uh, go to uh, rtsports.com slash alarm, promo code alarm23. New users get a 100% deposit match up to $200. Over there, they have DFS pick and plays. They have the best ball and seasonal fantasy football championships over there, which you can use your deposit match bonus for as well. So uh, get involved there over at real-time fantasy sports. A lot of great things uh, happening over there. Uh, that said, James, let's dive into this slate. Waste no more time. Uh, like we said, we got 11 games to talk about here uh, on the Friday slate. If we're looking at Las Vegas, talk to me, friend. What's the uh, what's the happening over there? Um, biggest favorite on the board: Aaron Nola and the Philadelphia Phillies minus two twenty-five. No surprise, Jordan Lyles opposing them. Um, that's the only notable. Money line we have in terms of over-unders, nine implied runs in Yankees-Houston, nine implied runs in KC-Philly, nine implied runs in Mets-Orioles, 10 implied runs in uh, Toronto-Boston, and nine and a half implied in Colorado-St. Louis. I'm surprised to see the under favored in that Colorado-St. Louis game, considering it's Drumroll, please. Chris Flexen versus Adam Wainwright. So uh, nine and a half Oof. implied runs in that one is a very interesting number to see. When was the last time we saw Chris Flexen make a start? Uh, he actually just made a couple starts. Um, and by a couple, I mean one for Colorado, and he got demolished. He also couldn't throw. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like It feels like it's been a while since he was even like a, a viable yeah, fantasy option. Yeah, I mean, uh, KBO, it's probably when he played in the KBO was probably the last time he's been good. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's dump into it then. Uh, top pitcher on the slate, Luis Castillo against the Angels. You have Aaron Nola against the Royals. I'm going to say top pitcher. He's probably the one most people are going to gravitate towards. We have Luzardo versus Montgomery. Paxton at home against Toronto. Uh, your four guys up over 9K. I mean, Luis Castillo, we, we've talked a lot about it. He coming off a really good start against Arizona, coming off a decent start against Minnesota, two opponents. Uh, maybe he's starting to turn things around, but, you know, the home run ball had been him a little while, and this Angels team, this new Angels lineup, uh, loaded with guys that can put the ball out of the park. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with Castillo. Obviously hard to ignore the 24-plus fantasy points and three straight starts. Um, so, you know is an interesting matchup. I think there's a lot of strikeout upside. We've talked about how much the Angels have struck out lately. And, you know, Castillo is a guy who has a lot of strikeout upside. Three straight Mm -hmm. starts, so seven plus strikeouts. He had 11 in Minnesota three starts ago. So 
Um, I like Castillo. I think the obvious chalk pitcher of the slate is Aaron Nola. Despite not pitching well this year and despite being very disappointing in fantasy overall, he's had a massive ceiling at times. Like he's gone for 40 fantasy points twice. He's gone for 30 plus fantasy points four times this year. So despite like getting shelled by Pittsburgh and getting shelled by Miami and I mean, teams that he just shouldn't be hit by at times, Mm -hmm. he has been and um, he also, I remember, I mean, you know, the numbers are kind of skewed because the start of the year, he faced murderers row in the first like <laughs> seven starts or whatever. Uh, yeah. He had a really tough go and started to pitch well and then kind of derailed again against Pittsburgh. I, I expect Nola's ownership. He's, had to some, he's definitely had some. Tough, uh, he's had some tough spots here uh, for his matchups. You, you mentioned, obviously, the early run um that he had there but the middle recent performance matchups that he's had too also uh some pretty tough tough spots so uh the royals if he gives it up to them then then we have a little better a worry for sure um i don't know what to do with lazardo i'm probably fading him but we've seen a really high ceiling lately so there's that but with Corey seager back that's obviously scary I think the the Paxton play is interesting just given how bad Toronto's been against left-handed pitching this year. Um, he We just saw him against Toronto not too long ago, seven and two-thirds scoreless with seven strikeouts. I think Paxton could be really interesting despite that game having the highest implied run total. Um, and I think Merrill Kelly's interesting too. Um, he hasn't necessarily looked great. Since returning, he really had to battle through that Seattle start just to get through five innings. His first inning, he gave he threw 40-plus pitches and gave up all three runs and then didn't allow a run in his final four innings. So um, I think there's some interesting names at the top. I'll throw even throw Hunter Brown in there as well, 8,400. Um, cheaper price tag than you know we were seeing for a long, long time. So uh, I think pitching overall at the top is interesting, but like good luck finding much below Hunter Brown. Yeah, if you can just avoid the home run ball again with Minnesota, right? There's a lot of strikeout potential yep. for Merrill Kelly yep. in this game. And early season, Merrill Kelly was a stud with yep. real strikeout upside. So I'm with you there. Uh, I'm a big fan of Kelly there at $8,800. Um, yeah, we'll have to watch the weather. It looks like, sadly, again, up the East Coast. Uh, we got some rain showers in, on the symbols here. So. Uh, we'll have to see which games end up getting truly impacted by that or not. But uh, I do I do agree with you there. I think there's some good spots uh, in that 8K range. Thoughts on Montgomery making his debut for Texas. It's against Miami. Miami obviously has some guys that can hit lefties in their lineup. They've been surprisingly one of the better hitting teams against Southpaws all season long. Uh, is that a fade for you at 8,100? Um, I don't know. It – it's not Miami definitely got better against lefties too, adding Berger and Bell, right? Those are two guys that have hit lefties pretty well. Um, if I were to play anyone in this range, probably is Reed Detmers, um, slightly above Montgomery. I think he has a little higher strikeout ceiling, sure. and Seattle's offense has been pretty bad, but um, mild interest in both those guys. Okay. Uh, I got to ask you about your guy, Logan Allen. Uh, obviously not his best outing against the White Sox last time around. Goes up against them again. 
You mentioned no Jake Berger this time around yep. for them. So uh, there's one power bat against lefties out. Now we still have Robert, still have Eloy. Uh, any interest here with uh, with our guy Allen? Yeah, I mean, both had Thursday. Both had Thursday's game off. Um, now they were in the lineup. So I have to assume they're back in the lineup on Friday. Um, yeah, I think he's in play even through that start he struggled he still you know you love to see the six innings the start before he struggled seven innings so he's starting to figure it out and starting to get deeper into games and that was the issue pre you know send down like he couldn't Mm -hmm. get deep into games so um yeah i think that's fine i don't like much else to be honest, uh, maybe yeah. Dean, maybe Dean Kramer just for strikeouts. So I was going to say two guys, Kramer or Clevenger, potentially, right? I mean, yeah, that's Clevenger true. last start and returned against the same team, five shutout, only three strikeouts. We know they're not going to strike out a lot in uh, Cleveland, but again, a team that kind of you know, sold a piece, maybe um, Clevenger there. And then Kramer against the Mets, again, a team that, you know, some of their young guys maybe come around for them, but a team largely the better against lefties and righties. But uh, I agree with you. This is going to be a, probably a top-heavy um, pitching uh, lineup yeah. build for us here when it comes to it. All right, let's move on over to the uh, to the hitting position here. Uh, talk to me about some of your favorite spend-ups tonight because, as you said, it's 11 games and, you know, about half the slate we hate. So, obviously, there's a lot plenty of hitters to target. Yeah, I mean, I think um, first and foremost, Houston is going to be an incredibly popular stack going up against Luis Severino. Yeah. Uh, so right off the bat, Altuve 55, Bregman 53. I think both those guys are as elite as it gets in the infield. doesn't matter the split right now. Severino's bad against literally everybody. So um, both those guys I'm really interested in. I like Nolan Arenado. He's hit righties really well. He gets the Kurtz Flexen matchup. Um, I know he's been struggling a lot, but he's actually probably been their best hitter this year. I would say he's been better than Goldschmidt by a pretty wide margin, and um, he's been their best run producer as well. So I like Arenado. Uh, going down a little bit, I like Josh Jung at 47. Even further down a little bit more, Ryan McMahon has been on a tear, and he mm-hmm. gets the Wainwright and he gets the Wainwright matchup. Um, I'm okay attacking Wainwright with anybody that has a pulse. I've been very consistent about that. He's been um, terrible. And I, I don't know what to do um, because I want to play Philly. John. I was going to say, we have first base eligible Bryce Harper on the slate. Which he should be because he can't throw and he's only playing first if he's not DHing. So, like, I agree with yeah. this move. I just don't know what to do with them because – like we're paying a premium for Bryce and he's not hitting for power and we are still paying way too much of a premium for Trey Turner and he can't hit and he's hitting eighth, he hit eighth on one on one Thursday. And like their best player is Alec Bohm who hits lefties better and he's hitting second coming mm-hmm. off four hits and Bryson Stott's good, you know, and like this, they gave Salvi first base eligibility here. Good. Good. Um, but I want to play Philadelphia because the home run upside, I just, or that Jordan Lyles serves up, but I just don't know if we can get there. Sure. Uh, Josh Naylor here day to day still for Cleveland. So even more so if that lineup is missing some big pieces to it, right? Yeah. Like for, Naylor, yeah. yeah I mean, Clevin's a, a bit more appealing here. Um, yeah. I'm with you there. 
Uh, we also do have a lefty on the mound for, against Baltimore here. So yeah, Ryan, Mount Ryan Castle, yeah. mount up, mount up here, thirty-eight hundred bucks. Mount up, yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, he's been he's been absolute nails against lefties. I, nothing else to say. I mean, he's been nails. I mean, you can look Kikuchi basically. You know, shut him down. He still had two hits in that right. Game, so. He had and four for four on Thursday. That wasn't on the main slate, but holy cow, is he on? Yeah. Is he locked the heck in right now? Holy smokes! Mm. They must have. Yeah, they must yeah, have yeah. heard. They must have heard because I've heard from a lot of like Orioles fans that there's no reason to get Mountcastle in unless he's facing a lefty, and I think they've realized he's like taking that to heart a little bit. Oh, because what else have they got to do? Right, right. Like you get you let them let them figure out how to hit righties for the sake of your franchise. Right. So. Uh, I'm with you there. Uh, anybody else uh, of note? I mean, um, you know, we have Darvish facing the Dodgers. You know, does that that doesn't really scare me off of the Dodgers? You know, so no. um, you mentioned Houston already. You know, is there any other top guys interesting for you, or is there maybe a core value play that you're you're keying in on in the infield? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna probably go back to the well on Milwaukee here and. Uh, look at Bryce Terang, $3,000 at second base, homered um, on Thursday, and has now been like significantly better of late. Um, had his third multi-hit game on Thursday in his last five. He was hitting 300 going into Thursday's game over his last 10. And Quinn Priester just looks terrible as a starting pitcher. Um, his first three starts, five and a third, seven earned two strikeouts, five and a third, four earned, two home runs, four strikeouts. And last start was a little better because the strikeout seven, he had six walks and five earned runs. Like there has been almost double digit base runners in both starts. He's allowed four earned. So give me uh, Bryce Terang, who's really turning his season around uh, at 3K. Um, you know. I like that. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he that would probably be my core – Jake Berger, 39 against um, uh, Jordan Montgomery is interesting as well. Yeah, I'll go some Red Sox here against uh, Alec Manoa as well. That's a fair fair one. Um, again, we'll have to see this game plays. Looks like there's going to be some rain potentially, uh, at least based out the drafting symbol there. But what's Chris Casas here? Uh, they finally put him over 3K. Uh, $3,700 now for Tristan Casas, but uh, coming off Rookie of the Month honors. So – uh, you know, definitely better at home as well. So if you're not in on Mount Castle, you have Costas down here. We'll see what's going on uh, with like Justin Turner, Rafi Devers, and that whole crew. Um, you know, Trevor Story is supposedly due up any day. So uh, we, we could see that move happen as soon as tomorrow. Could be won't, be, won't be activated for Friday per Chris Cotillo oh, yeah. of the Springfield Republican. Well, then there you go. They 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 said he was due up soon, so they just got back from their West Coast trip. Uh, he's been playing in Worcester, so could see. Him story asked. Story up. asked to stay with AAA for a few extra games. Well, there you go. There you go. He's been hammering the baseball down there, so I'm curious what he. Maybe he just likes going Yabo off a triple A pitching. Six six eighty eight slug is that's. <laughs> he's got like four home runs. Yeah. I think, so. Um, yeah, that's interesting to see. Uh, they traded for Luis Urias. Do we know if he um, uh, reported uh, um, to Triple A? Unclear. 
clear whether the Red Sox plan on keeping Urias in the minors or adding him to their MLB bench. So we'll find out. We'll find out. We will find out. Uh, Berger's 39 against Montgomery if you're not going there as well. It's a guy that we're uh, pretty core uh, keyed in on for sure. So, um, all right, let's move on then to the outfield. Talk to me about your top outfielders. Uh, Houston Astros. And we can end the podcast. Um, Jordan... And Tucker, who homered on Thursday, and McCormick are all firmly in play here. Two of them are much more expensive than the third, but that doesn't necessarily matter. McCormick has been as good, honestly, from a fantasy perspective. Uh, But again, Severino can't get anyone out. He even was quoted as saying he feels like he's the worst pitcher in baseball, and that might be true. Um, Nine earned runs his last start. He's given up. He's had more starts in his last five with seven or more earned runs than he's had with less than seven or more earned runs. And that's usually a telltale sign of you lost it. How and, uh, is he still in the rotation? That's another question. I mean, have you seen what's happening with the Yankees right now? They yeah, just had I to, have. I mean, I they just had to shut down one of their pitchers for the year. Um, Nestor, is Howard going to be starting games for New York at some point? Is that what's happening now? Hey, don't let us unlock that gem right there. Yeah. Don't let us unlock that gem. Um, uh, I I agree with you. Uh, we were we were in on on them on when, on Thursday slate uh, in their matchup there. So uh, definitely king in on him against Sabrina. But a lot of people obviously be in there. I think you can go back to Otani here. I know that he's sixty five hundred dollars, but again, Castillo was having a lot of problems with the home run ball. Maybe he figured it out. But again, this Angels team has a lot of guys with a lot of home run power. So. Um, I do like if you're looking to spend all the way up on Otani, I think that's fair. Uh, then you have guys like Lewis Robert down here at $5,900 going up against Logan Allen. Corbin Carroll led off today um, for Arizona. He's got Bailey Obert at $5,900. Could, could take a peek there as well. Um, still going in with Yelich. He had a nice little night tonight leading off for them. So uh, I, I like a lot of this 5K and up tier, which is kind of unfortunate, I guess, because – we're looking to spend up at pitching too. So I guess the infield is where we're going to be finding our value on this slate with a, probably a, there's definitely a punt outfielder will be coming across here momentarily. I'm sure. Yeah. I think there's a lot of really good mid tier plays too. If we don't necessarily want to go all the way up, um, Santander 4,400 gets a lefty. I know it's going to be for a short time, um, with David Peterson basically becoming a short man for the last mm-hmm. few months. Uh, Lars Newtbar, 4,400. Uh, he's hitting 455 with a 1,500 OPS uh, coming into this game. I think that, those numbers um, are pretty good. Nolan Jones, 4,200, gets the matchup right there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Tyler O'Neill and Jordan Walker are both. Again, I, I'm, I don't know if you sense a trend here, but I am playing a lot of St. Louis yeah. in, in this spot. Tyler O'Neill's $3,500, and he's homered in two straight games and has been really good since returning. Hits in six straight, hits in seven of his last eight overall. Um, so I'm willing to get Tyler O'Neill 3500 And then again, you want to punt Jordan Walker, $2,800. He's going to be playing every day. I mean, not that he hasn't, but like with all the trades that they've made, like investing in Jordan Walker is the correct thing to do. Hits in three of his last four, including a home run. Uh, he said righties really well all year. So I love Jordan Walker, 2,800. I love Tyler O'Neill, 35. Yeah, I mean, this is a night where I'm glad I play uh, three, four lineups here because there's so much exposure 
yeah. on an 11 game slate that I'm going to be looking just to maybe sink my teeth into. I mean, Teoscar's $3,200 as well. Um, you know, gets Detmer's the lefty there. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other guys in this even mid to upper 3K range that I think is uh, super interesting here. So, uh, building some lines will be interesting. South Freelick at 33 DraftKings points and counting so far on a. Yep. On Thursday, you know, he's under 4K against I another I think player. he was removed. Did they finally pull him out? I mean, they're 14 to 1. So. No, he, uh, did I see that he was removed? No, they kept, uh, I guess he's still in. He made the last out, um, in sure. the previous inning. They kept him in, so. So, I mean, probably his last AD, but again, you mentioned Chaz, Jones, Jimenez, all low 4Ks. Right. Uh, the, the Red Sox outfielders against Manoa could be all in play here as well. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of options uh, to kind of go about and build some lineups. Uh, let's see if we can get an example lineup for the people at home here, James. What do you think? Yeah. All right. Talk to me about pitching. What is the decision we're going? Are we, are we taking the plunge with Aaron Nola, or do we find ourselves you know, maybe spinning down a little bit, maybe going a Paxson Kelly or uh, somewhere in the mid-tier if there's a guy that stood out to you like a Creamer or a Clevenger or something like that? Um, we can go Paxton and Clevenger. That's fine. Okay, I'm I'm fine with that. It gives you it gives us more money and yeah, we weren't really playing. We aren't looking to play Cleveland anyways. It could be with a Mailer. They don't have Bell anymore, so definitely it could be a, a weaker lineup here. Uh, all right, over at the catcher position, then uh, a lot of obviously options up and down the board on such a large slate. Uh, looking down where we generally start off in the value tier, what's the one guy that initially will stand out to you? Um, Murphy against Detmers? Is it probably Murphy? Probably, probably Murphy. All right. Uh, our guy Rodriguez is twenty five hundred dollars against. Uh, yeah, I would, yeah. Colin Ray's bad against lefties. Andy Rodriguez. I know he had a terrible day on Thursday, but I'd be willing to go back to the world. okay. Uh, first base. Uh, I like Mount Castle here, but... Yep, that's fine. Okay. You'll probably end up uh, getting the, maybe a one-off just play here. Um, second base for you. You like you like the Houston guys, so... Yeah, the, as long as we can get... And, like, I also like Bryson Stott at 42. I also like Jake Berger, who's 39. Uh-huh. Um, oh, Bryce Terang is $3,000. I love Bryce Terang. And okay. he's, his bat heating up. I think. Yeah, let's, get, let's get our outfield then. We we want what Jordan and Tucker. Just plug them in both. Yeah, probably. Okay. It's unfortunate because that means we're. All, I I think St. Louis has like tremendous outfield value. But we can, I mean, we can pick one right now. Would you rather Walker, O'Neill, Newbar? Where do you want to go? I mean, I want Newbar, but I don't. I think the value probably speaks to O'Neill and Walker the most. Okay, got got a favorite. Um, Walker Lefty. or O'Neill's been better. Walker's cheaper, so okay. Let's go O'Neill for now, and we'll okay. see what we can do here. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, thirty-five hundred. That gives us forty-two hundred dollars uh, for a second, third, and short. Did you want Pena, Bregman, or Altuve? Re- go Bregman, and then we could spend down at second to Terang, and then see what it affords us at shortstop. Trying that gives us a $4,300 shortstop, which is $4,100 shortstop. Um, 
It's not like the best. Not a ton. Not a ton there. All right, let's go Pena then. Let's go Pena at short. Uh, where is he? There he is. Forty-five. Fifty-one hundred dollars gives us Devers. One off Devers play. Yeah, I mean, you said you like Boston against Manoa, and I have no, yeah. no, no problems. Yeah, no problems with that. Um. Yeah, because Brighton was 53. All right. So that's an example lineup for everybody here. We got Paxton, Clevenger, uh, Andy Rodriguez, Brian Mountcastle, one off play, Bryce Tarangle, one off Endeavors, a one off. But that's because we're spending up, man. We're spending up for Alvarez, Tucker, Pena, Tyler O'Neill, and then uh, Paxton and Clevenger up there at the top. Uh, 11 games, big slate for everybody. We'll have the playbook out. We'll be in the Discord. Find us on Twitter. Of course, James and I will be back live, 5 p.m. Eastern time, to break down the slate for everybody. Uh, so if you have any questions, stay tuned, stay with us, and we will talk to you guys later.